sorry, I took the number away from you. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for uh, your responses from last week's episode, because I know that quite a few of you resonated with the coming out story that I had. Not so much for Scarlet's, actually, which doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, because mine was relatively positive, and, yes. and I don't think anyone else has... No, a lot of people did actually message me about my iconic nan, but I don't think many people have an iconic nan <laughs> like nan. Your nan is iconic. Yeah, like, yeah. She is iconic to the point that just before we even started recording this podcast, um, which, by the way, guys, we're sat in the Levi studio today, which is amazing, and we're having a lot of fun. But before we started, um, I was pulling up videos of my nan dancing around her living room naked, Mm. Um, she is that level of iconic. That is like the best way to get me started in the morning. Your nan my nan naked dancing around it. Freya. It makes me so happy. Okay, as long not as not in it's like just a sexual a, way. It sounded that way, but it's it, is it, it did very much sound did, that way. Freya. It did, but I already said that she she needs a good woman in her life. So maybe it could be me after I'm finished with you. True. <clears throat> I'm nearly finished with you, so it won't take you fucking long to get to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like looking into the future. They always say... Now, my nan's way better looking than what I'll be when I'm older, I reckon. If she's, you look anything like your nan when you're older, my God. Yeah, she's doing well. She's doing very she well. She is yeah. doing well. She's going to love this. She's looking good at the moment as well because the she's, sun's out and she's starting to tan because aged skin tans better. So she's got a head start on any of us getting <laughs> yeah. a tan. It's all those years of sunning up in Benidorm. I didn't plan on really. talking about my nan for a couple of minutes at the I beginning of this episode. <laughs> I'm glad that we started it off with your naked nan, actually. That's <laughs> There's no other way on. to start it, is there? But yeah, we really hope that you guys enjoyed last last yeah. week. We really, I, I wouldn't actually say enjoyed, probably particularly from Freya's perspective, talking about her traumatic coming out experience. But I think it's really, really important. And it's definitely one of those things that shape us all as people irrespective of if your coming out experience is good or bad it is an integral part of your journey mm. um if you are part of the lgbt community and something that i don't think any of any of us ever forget or even ever forget the the feelings and the emotions leading up to that yeah for sure but um yeah my sincere apologies to all you girls that messaged me saying that it was the same but a lot of you seem to be all right now so at least you've got two lesbians to listen to to kind of help you through it a little bit yeah I wish I had me do you now you've always <laughs> had you babe how much did it help you having yourself a lot actually yeah, to be fair, you're quite headstrong. driving around <laughs> in my 2000 and 14, I think it was at the time, red Vauxhall Corsa with black alloys. You had a 2014 car when you were younger. Yeah. Mine was straight out of 02. No, my dad I crashed was it like, before I even passed my test. My dad was like, I want you to be safe. And it, to be fair, we got it for an extremely good price. How much? It was like four and a half grand. <laughs> oh my God. My parents paid like 800 pounds for my car. Yeah, but... That's, but also they don't value my life, so that's probably why. Uh, well, that's probably true. <laughs> and I know that makes me sound like an absolute cock, but my dad also, I'm an only, only child and has like severe anxiety around people dying. Mm -hmm. So like for him, the thought of me getting into a car that was like really small or could combust, it wasn't actually about the mechanics of the car. It was more the kind of build. Yeah, I totally get um, totally And yeah, me driving around listening to Sean Paul... Um, during my coming out days was probably some of the best days of my fucking life, actually. Sean Paul helps everyone. Sean Paul, black alloys, windows yeah. down. I've got a spoiler on the back. I thought Somerset. I was the dog's <laughs> bollocks trailing round shit cow-filled streets. Well, fucking back roads in Somerset. Who no. the fuck did I think I was passing, actually? Like, seriously, who did I think was I was going to pass? What was the Sean Paul song? Do you remember? 
Can you sing a little Do bit? Do you oh, I can't even. <laughs> All I can I'm think so of is tone deaf. Now. I can't even think of the tone. Um, <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. I know that. Me, I just begun. You know, I'm still number one. Anyway, um, the last <laughs> couple of weeks have been a lot of fun as usual. What have we done, Freya? Um, apart from, actually, I'm just going to jump in there already quickly. Um, I made a very fucking stupid mistake last weekend. So Friday night, oh. actually, we done a lesbian supper club with um, a few of our friends. Had a really nice night. So Freya we also us. had our honorary friend who is not gay, but we say grey area. Yeah, and we love her. We, we make her gay. Pieces. Love you, Agnes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we were chilling out Friday night, had a few drinks, had a really good time. And basically, the next morning, our friend... Uh, came up to meet us and we were walking along one of the markets in London and this friend particularly loves oysters and a couple of weeks prior whilst we were also slightly hungover we crop up um, against this oyster stall and can I just butt in very no you can butt in in a minute (laughs) you're not butting in now um and she buys a couple of oysters and she's like, have you ever had oysters? And I was like, no, but I think I would like them, but I'm not. I'm a bit too hungover today. So it's just, it's not something I'm going to try on a hangover. Fine. Anyway, two weeks pass. We're back outside of this oyster stall. Now, as we all know, Freya's got a metaphobia and Freya also has a uh, OCD with things being in date, fresh, clean and, you know, on shelf life high like five star rating blah 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 fine get that completely respect it i am less into that thing like i was into value i'm all about the smell test right if it smells right i'll probably eat it that goes for everything (laughs) (laughs) that goes for everything in my life so like take this advice actually yeah well according to last week's lesbian horror story yeah exactly the sniff test and Freya, I know, would never nor scratch and sniff. Um, <laughs> we've all done a self scratch and sniff. I don't scratch you do and it sniff. All the time. Do you know no, what? I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. But you do. No, it's when you do this. No, you do. What do you do? No, you sit there exactly shoving fucking do. tubes of like BV this. gel up your because I'm so vagina. About stuff like yeah, that. so you should be, and then you take off your so pants and you wave them in my face. So don't start you. trying to fucking help me. Don't start, Freya. You. Don't start, Freya. Freya, I'm telling a story. Shut the fuck up. So. Freya had gone into Sainsbury's at this point because I know that she would berate me like a child if I said that I wanted one of these oysters, right? So like a fucking toddler, you know those TikTok... Has anyone seen those TikToks where people give their toddlers sweets and they walk out the room and they're like, don't eat it. And then the toddler's like, fuck you, bitch, and just scoffs it all back. So Freya had gone into Sainsbury's. Um, We were at the oyster stall. I saw an opportunity and I took it. So while she was in there... I lovingly caned two oysters and they were fucking delicious, right? And I had a really good time. I knew I'd like them. I did like them. Can I just say there's something very semen-like about oysters? I know. It was really what puts me off. You wouldn't know because you haven't eaten them. There actually isn't. And once you put the once you put the like onion oily thing on top and the Tabasco. Yeah, I let let me finish. Okay. Okay. So then we're I'm eating these oysters and I continue to have a good day and then Sunday rolled round and I started to feel a bit sick but I also had a bit of anxiety I didn't really know why I just did 
So I felt a bit sick and didn't feel great, but Freya, bless her, had gone out of her way to make us an Easter Sunday roast. And I felt too guilty to be like, I'm not hungry, I don't want this. I wish you had. So I shoved it down. Um, One of the things that Freya had made was a really creamy cauliflower cheese. And we don't usually eat creamy type foods anyway because Freya's lactose intolerant. And like, I just generally don't enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's like heavy, creamy creamy stuff. Like, we always eat very fresh stuff. Mm. I fucking love a Burger King when I'm pissed, but nine times out of ten, I would actually opt. Yes, for like fresh food when I say fresh food I'm not talking salad but I'm talking fresh pasta fresh sauces as we all know I've got my own personal chef and I'm fucking rinsing her for all she's worth that's me by the way if you didn't so know eat my dinner I start to feel a bit sick um, but I do have a weak stomach at the best of times like as in can't really load up on her a lot uh, went to bed woke up at midnight and all I can explain is like, <laughs> oh no. I fucking yeeted Freya out the way to jump over her, got into the bathroom, and I know a lot of you have emetophobia, so I'm just going to say it was eight hours of pure hell. To the point that... She was screaming. I was crying. She was on the floor. And do you know what? Rolling. Lol at me for all of these previous episodes, like making god jokes because i was actually praying to god i was actually saying please god don't make me sick again it was that bad. it was like the- i don't think i've ever prayed to god in my heart yeah literally, he's literally had a finger in my bum hole he's like fuck you dyke keep throwing up um so yeah that was terrible and basically this whole last me- week since yesterday slash day before my stomach has been Agony to the point where I've then convinced myself I've got Crohn's disease. No, I'm I think dying. It's a I'm going to need a stone in my bag. Parasite Freya from the thinks, oysters. yeah. So I definitely didn't have food poisoning because you know when you've ha- I've had food poisoning before and you know what gives you food yeah, poisoning and you never want to touch it again. Mum gave me a microwave chicken tikka and when I was a kid. She couldn't bother to heat it for long. She enough. didn't heat it for long enough and I blocked the sink. That was painful <laughs> and I still. So this is the thing when I think about that chicken tikka now it makes me feel sick. Whereas I think about that oyster and it doesn't make me feel sick. But I think sick. there was a little wormy in there. But we do think it gave me a parasite site yeah yeah i've actually bought some i've looked it up and if anyone's struggling with something like this i bought papaya so she can eat papaya seeds with honey. apparently that helps i haven't apparently done it yet because the thought the of that parasite. makes me feel sick i think this thought of a parasite is a lot worse but i could actually kill you and i hope this teaches you a lesson to listen to me because i have said to you time and time again do not get something like oysters off a fucking market on portobello road Look, they were presented beautifully on, on very, very finely cut cubes of ice. Look, I did enjoy it. No, it wasn't worth it. I, I, we don't know definitely if it was the oyster. But I do feel like it's fishy timing. <laughs> I wouldn't risk it again. So, yeah, um, we've had a couple of lesbian supper club we've outings. Had two. Yeah, we've because had two we also week. went to our good friends Jess and Rianne's house and had a pizza night. With Polly. Oh, this is actually a good a good point to raise. So... If, if you guys listen to episode five, you, you all know that Lewis made a comment to be like, why can lesbians just do, do shit? Things. Like, why do we just know to do shit? Um, that was all very well and true until you decided to put five lesbians around a pizza oven um, with unchopped wood. wood. With no axe with or no, no axe. saw. I have got videos and we will clip them in to the social clips of... First of all, our friend Rianne trying to cut a piece of wood with another piece of wood. And when I said, that was the first why move. are you trying to do that? Her response was, well, that will start a fire. 
but she wasn't trying to start a fire. She was trying to cut the wood. I mean, to it put is quite worrying, isn't oven. it, Rianne? Let's be honest, babe. And then Freya had a large kitchen knife with a hammer that she was trying to hammer into the wood. That was so dangerously close to her toenail, or, or her toe, rather, that I was just sat there with just a the large toenail. glass of tequila. And I said to her, if you damage yourself, do not even fucking think you're getting in the car. Just fuck off into the house I and ring 999. I that that log. Oh, oh my God. That yeah. drove me <laughs> Going back to a previous episode as well. You know the story I told when Freya was battering the tree when she'd fallen out of her mum? So Freya had got herself into such a state again over trying to cut this wood. She picked up something that resembled like a spade at some point and just fucking yeeted it across the garden that, that in such temper that had it have hit one of us, we'd have been, the head would have just gone straight off, cleared to yeah. come. So shout out to Lewis. Um, Yeah, Lewis, you're wrong. And shout out for any lesbians who know how to chop wood. I need, we need a lumberjack lesbian. So shout out to any lumberjack lesbians. Show yourselves because we're going to need you for round two Mm. summer pizza oven lesbian supper club parties. Do you know who I want to call over? Who? I've been drinking more. Sarah Hallam. Sarah Hallam. I'm getting her over. <laughs> if Sarah Hallam her. has not made it onto your TikTok over the last two weeks, where You're the doing fuck have wrong. you been? If her and Jasper Talk isn't on your TikTok, then I don't know what to tell you. Sarah Hallam, what a legend. I know Sarah could cut some wood for us. Sarah could cut it with a fucking, like a little whoosh. Yeah, Sarah could karate chop it. She I've could just s- look at it funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We what really, are we talking about today, Freya? We really wanted to talk about monogamy, monogamish, um, polyamory open relationships closed relationships i think because spectrum of relationships spectrum of relationships is a better way of putting it because we have like mentioned a few times and especially on i think it was like episode three or something of the podcast where um we said about getting with our friends yeah we made like a very throwaway comment very pass away comment um and so i kind we kind of not so much like wanted to clear that up at all but i think it's a really interesting conversation because so many relationships now are really evolving and I think especially in the queer space and I have a reason for why I think that is as well mm-hmm. um, mainly because we don't stick by the heteronormative rules can I just jump in here though and say like what kind of as well formed the basis of this conversation beyond mm. what we said at episode three and what that we found so interesting was that we made a throwaway comment about oh sometimes we get drunk kiss our friends and like the most fucking platonic stupid way possible uh, these people have been our friends for years as well you mm. know just like we we do it really as like a piss take in a way yes yeah. um just being stupid and so many people took that as you know and this isn't a negative thing but took that and messaged us and uh, oh you guys are open or you're in a polyamorous relationship and we were like no. and also a few dms as well of people like trying to get with me trying yeah to get with you which was really find bizarre it because i mean was... shoot your shot i appreciate it but at the same yeah. time which isn't yeah. it's not necessarily a problem but it, it really i found it strange in the sense where i think and um, we can talk about this but like we are so kind of accustomed to the way that we live our life and the way that our relationship is and um, we just are very chill and like we talk about things a lot and stuff mm-hmm. and and we are very honest with each other about a multitude of things which we can go in and speak about but it was really interesting how so many people took that as oh well, well, you're, you're not open. you're completely open and it's mm. like well no there's so many different 
ways I also in which think that never assume that a couple is open unless they have explicitly said we yeah. are in an open relationship yes purely because of this this reason um i think that it can get people into dangerous territories i think that it pushes people into boundaries that maybe they not, might not be comfortable with mm. um it might create more like tension in a relationship if you don't have very good communication mm. but i think as well um you know what is the term for it you know what are we we're not we're not in an open relationship no but I also wouldn't say that we are in a entire monogamous relationship. No. So I was actually looking this up and it's called monogamish, which basically means that you are not so much saying like allowed, but within your relationship, you will be sexually free with one another, mm-hmm. not actively seeking it, um, but also being able to kind of like have a bit of fun every mm-hmm. now and then and and create a really kind of more like fun area around... Mm-hmm. sex because mm-hmm. like especially in like a longer term relationship we've been together for almost five years mm-hmm. and there are you know not to bring it up but there are areas of sexual trauma with both of us mm-hmm. um and also knowing that we got together quite young yeah and we you spoke know, we're about very, this like, and, and we talk very very openly yeah. about it and we're very communicative with one another where i draw the line is emotion so mm. that's what i wouldn't be comfortable with where i'd also draw the line is going out there and sleeping with somebody else or like you know yeah so like like not with me is what i mean yeah so like you like yeah you would just go out and find someone on your own and blah 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 yeah Yeah, no and and again this isn't like an ever-evolving thing and and people have messaged and said you know how did you get to this point and i don't think we're at any kind of point but i think for us basically what happened was this was never like a you know a plan or anything like that but it like we and this is where I find this so interesting, right? Because I find usually that people who are in strict monogamous relationships are usually strictly jealous relationships as well, right? Mm-hmm. So Usually strictly cheating relationships. Yes. <laughs> and this is the hilarious thing for me is that when we've kind of touched the subject with people p- before, they kind of start speaking to us or, or, or the conversation kind of takes a turn as in this we're asking permission to be whoever we are. Mm. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm not asking for your approval. I'm just telling you that we are not in this like strictly, strictly fucking lockdown mm. relationship. And if that's how you want to live your life, fine. But I personally couldn't think of anything fucking worse because as well, I feel like sometimes strict monogamy as well goes down to like, you can't even go and talk to someone at the bar, even in a purely platonic way. So I was way. reading up about this. So there's even some relationships where like, they're not allowed to masturbate. Yeah. And see and that for like, me, for that me, I find that goes very into a very, yes, I think it goes into a really negative spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so what basically happened for me and Freya, it was kind of like, there's two elements to it. I think the first was, you know, we'd both been in strictly monogamous relationships previously and those things didn't, those relationships didn't not work out because they were monogamous. But those, I would safely say my exes were extremely jealous, even though I'd actually never done anything for them Mm -hmm. to be jealous about. Mm -hmm. And I think I can say the same for a couple of yours as well. And we, (laughs) basically the conversation started to be like, I see you, I see us together for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely Agreed. mean that. Yeah. But I am not going to sit here and say, you're the only person I want to sexually be encountered with for the rest of my life. Because I think for me, that doesn't feel realistic. But can we also say as well, though, that doesn't mean that you would go out and shag someone? No, else. no, 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 no. But what but I'm saying that, is I just, just clear in that like up. a strict yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. So, and for me, it was more like, I'd rather be, 
and this this conversation started about three years ago and it stayed as a conversation for a long time which was just like by the way I'm not sure that that's realistic because I mm. I think as well when people don't touch on that subject that's when cheating starts to happen mm. so I was like I have no interest in going and doing anything mm. but I'm just telling you I do find the whole um I think social fear, binaries but around I also think the fear of bringing it up is really it, it, it would be scary wouldn't it really if you yeah. felt like you couldn't have that kind of open really re- honest conversation with your partner that conversation could go downhill mm-hmm. very fucking mm-hmm. quickly. But it wasn't <laughs> because, like we yeah. sat down and I was like, I desperately want to talk about no. this. We just started speaking about it and then it kind of started to just... Also, like, I think our personalities were a little bit loose. So, like, yeah. when we go out and we have a few drinks, we are like feral exactly. children and this we just run around thing. and take our tops off. Like, we don't... Yeah. And we spend <laughs> so regressing. much time together. We spend, like, all day, every day together, basically. That In the nicest possible way, when we go out with our friends... I want to see my friends. I'm not really mm-hmm. interested in sat there just being with you. Like we spend time together throughout the night, yeah, all the but time. we're not one of those yeah. couples and never, I never will be this person who will just sit bound to the person that I'm with, mm-hmm. particularly because we spend so much time together. No, but I'm also the same. Other. So that works out for me as we well. We don't have anything to fucking say. Like we need no. to go out and do shit to talk about. We go on a date and we just look at each other. Yeah, basically. We don't. We always find stuff to say. But do you know what I mean? Like, we go out and we have fun. And uh, it's so nice that I'm not doing, I'm never doing anything shady, but I'm not thinking that you're going to think that of me. Yeah, same here. Um, And that's such a freeing thing. Once you start feeling shady, you start doing shady shit. Yeah, I agree. So that's kind of how it came about. And then I think, like, going into kind of then society's thoughts and the way that this is usually uh, met, I think generally it's met with quite a lot of negativity and and our barista brought this up to us the other day. We were just talking generally about stuff. I love how we call her our barista. Yeah, Alvira, I love you. Alvira, I love you. And um, we were talking about it and she was like, do you think kind of more openness is more prevalent in the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, I'm literally going off no facts or figures here, no. but this is just my personal opinion, is that I would say yes. Mm-hmm. And she, we were talking about this and we were kind of thinking, well, why would that be? I think what I want to squash really quickly, though, is that a lot of people tend to think that LGBT community is a lot more promiscuous, which yeah. isn't it's true. Not, no, I'm not and saying that And that's not that the reason why. No, no, yeah. no, but I want to say that. But what I, you know, um, what I said the other day, because straight relationships, if, you, if you've got a straight relationship and there's a man and a woman and both are 100% straight, as in like there's no yes. fluidity in there, how are you going to introduce another person into yeah. the bedroom? How? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that barely ever happens. I think there's so many women that want exactly. to sleep with women. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and you know, men as well. And, I think and it's it does just more also hidden. happen a lot, but they just don't talk about it. It's yes. very taboo. It happens all the time. Like I was reading up about sex therapists um, and couples relationship therapists and how many couples talk about it and how many people do it. Yeah. But how closed off it is. Yes. And I think it's also the fear that somebody won't take your relationship seriously. I think there's also a lot of embarrassment around it. And I think this is where like, I just don't give a fuck what no. people think of me because like I know you I know our relationship I'm happy I'm comfortable I'm living my best life we're fucking happy I have nothing to hide I'm in so much do you know what I mean I just have nothing to hide so you know that was that's a big thing for us um I think as well, just really quickly, with like a heteronormative relationship as well, is that you have to go by the binaries of a Yeah, so this is what I was talking about with the barista is yeah. like she was like, Why do you think that is? And again, going off no no actual genuine studies here, but <laughs> no just my personal opinion, which is very high value. Um 
I fucking hate myself. Can you say that again? <laughs> just not hope. in that voice because that just I made think it's me funny. crawl up inside myself. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> Talk about sex. We're not having it. <laughs> <laughs> we're never having any. Um, yeah, it's like because I think queer people, you know, are still existing in the way which we exist now in very recent history. Mm-hmm. So we are making our own norms mm-hmm. and we are defining the structures of our relationships in whichever way they exist. And that's not to say that queer people can't be strictly monogamous. Of course they can. Yeah. But I do think uh, less monogamy or more polyamory openness except exists more in the queer community. Because we, say, le- yeah. we have less social binaries mm. than heteronormative, like heterosexual couples in heteronormative society because again the rules are already kind of pre-placed on you that you just then feel to follow you know yeah I think but then I don't know if that's because we just don't know as many straight couples but I also think that within the queer community I think by nature I know this is like a bit of a leap but it's more art driven like there's quite a lot of queer people within the art space within a more like liberating field generally more liberal because they can accept who they are yeah so you so are more liberal, liberal so you want to have yes, fun exactly. and also god you've had to go through so much to just be able to accept your own sexuality and accept mm-hmm. yourself as a person you may as well have fun while you're doing it but yeah. i do think it obviously does happen with straight people but i think queer people are probably going to be the first ones to actually mention it yes because we're, there's less shame exactly around it. there's less shame we've already been through enough like what this is yeah like what's a fucking one more cherry on the cake say. for us like <laughs> it's not the biggest part of our life trust me yeah. um and I've been looking into this as well and you know it won't I hope it doesn't surprise anyone that like poly polyamory and polyamorous relationships have existed all throughout history in all different cultures and all different religions Mm. but what was really interesting about the research I was doing and the things that I came across was that it's a shock fucking horror usually male orientated yeah so in uh in in Hebrew religion Mm -hmm. um it is normal and encouraged for the man to have multiple wives and that's absolutely fine and almost celebrated the female was to even you know contemplate or or kiss another man that's classed as like adultery and disgraced Mm. and you're disgusting and blah 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 i mean so you know and and this is again what i think is like i I don't know this we it's not been out there i haven't looked into it but i'd be interested if it's kind of met with more um negativity with queer women because then it's like another woman do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. rather than like uh, like you were saying a straight couple or a a couple in a heterosexual relationship but it's benefiting the male was bisexual or the female was bisexual and therefore was happy to invite in another woman Mm. i'm sure everyone would be like good good on you mate fucking yeah do you you know what i mean whereas like if it would be like two women they're like oh with a man yeah for example yeah <coughs> because i have but if had, it would be i have had male opinions on this yeah that they and, would be like and that's what weird. made me laugh is that one of his friends who's a woman was like joe didn't you have a threesome with your ex he's like yeah but that's different i'm like well it's fucking not is it wow yeah what a cunt wow yeah exactly so this is what yeah. i mean again it's just kind of like historically rooted in kind of uh misogyny mm. um and it's fine again it feels like to me it's fine again if it's attached to religion because someone somewhere in the fucking holy bible or <laughs> someone up there is, is saying go for it boy. has been like decided yeah. that some line of interpretation makes it absolutely acceptable but outside of that would be disgusting 
so yeah, again, it just feels like, you know, if someone has made a rule and it's bound to religion somewhere and bound to the, the kind of um, further celebration of man getting what he wants, mm. it's fine. But if it's brought up, like you say, in the queer community or in a in a female-dominated way, it's promiscuous, it's disgusting, it's sex-hungry, it's, yeah. you know, you can't fucking it's control yourself, nothing, basically. There's nothing disgusting about it, as far as I'm concerned. I think that so many people have actually just, like, maybe it's, like, a low opinion of yourself, but why do you think it's so gross? Like, I know that we both think this, that, you know, it doesn't have to be so serious, it doesn't have to be so deep. The whole point of it is to have fun. And, and like I said earlier, if you, you know... And and this isn't a recommendation, but from our personal experience of both of us having some past trauma in our lives sexually, sometimes it can be really freeing to take control and have something really fun with it, mm-hmm. you know? And um, Absolutely. And as long as everyone is consensual, knows their boundaries and is willing to have a good time, mm. that's fucking great. Go for it. Like, and I, and I would, in, I would say the same to any other couple. I think this is a really interesting point. It's very key. Yeah. This is a really interesting point actually, because I definitely suffer more with my sexual trauma in, in, in a sexual way than you do. Yes. Um, I think it comes through in your life in other ways, but mm-hmm. for me, it definitely is, is associated to the very thing that caused it. And if someone had initially suggested to me that I would find it, in some capacity easier and more freeing I'd have shut it down Mm -hmm. very quickly and been like no 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 two pluses don't make a do you know what I mean don't make (laughs) a spark don't make a right (laughs) you know what I mean um but it is in a way yeah it is because it's quite liberating and it is pushing back against those boundaries it's almost testing yourself and it's kind of it's a it's a it's a distraction out of owing in a certain way as well and I think sometimes when you've gone through sexual trauma you can feel like you owe the other person something and just FYI to anyone listening to this if your partner's ever made you feel like that they're a cunt because Mm -hmm. you don't owe anyone shit Mm -hmm. specifically not surrounding because what we do want to sexual acts yes yeah, absolutely yeah i mean the thing is is that we we also want to talk about on another episode as well because this is a whole other thing but like different sex drives within relationships and like yeah. how that looks and and how people might berate you yeah. know other people but that's that's for another day but yeah completely. so yeah a lot of you have come into the dms and said like what's your advice on this and to be honest guys we don't have any advice in the sense of like it's not like it's very trod on territory for us no. other than outside a bit of fucking fun. So I am in no way in in We're any an way qualified to no. kind of give advice. But what I would say is like, and I think we say, say about this about every topic, it's just like, if you're with the right person, mm-hmm. you should be able to speak about this shit mm-hmm. in a very uh, open and trusting and non- um argumentative argumentative way Mm. thank you darling and you know if you can't do that and if you feel like that's something you'd want to explore but your partner's going to go absolutely peak tong about it Mm. you might not be with the right person you could be with the right person but you'd have to be willing to then learn how to communicate i do also believe that i think that takes time yeah we we wouldn't have walked into this kind of conversation or anything like a few years no absolutely not but if you're if you're willing to maybe open up your relationship slightly or even just have a bit of fun and the other person isn't mm. strictly isn't no amount of communication is going to fucking change that is it unless oh, your partner was willing for you to do that outside of the relationship yeah which also is a thing which which it can yeah. be very much a thing 
But yeah, um, I think I, I really want to hear what you guys have to say on this. I, I want more like messages on it because it, it just it really intrigues me. I think it is a really interesting subject. Yeah. And it's something that I think like as we all evolve, we'll continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. And it's just another part of a relationship. And it is not the biggest. I've said this before. Sex is a big thing, but I would argue until the cows come home, it is not the biggest part of a relationship. No, I agree. Um, and just don't. Oh, that's so like. Don't just don't deep it. <laughs> like this is my new favorite thing to say: is just don't make it deep. What would Christiana think... do? <laughs> exactly. What would Christiana do? I just think. What would Lisa point... Rinna do? Lisa yeah. Rinna. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Do you think Re- Lisa Rinna's invited someone else into the bedroom with her and Harry Hamlin? You know, Harry Hamlin. Harry. Harry, Harry Hamlin. <laughs> Harry Hamlin. Fucking love Lisa. Lick her in the pussy. Okay. Le- I would. I would yeah. have Lisa Rinna in the so bedroom. Would I. Oh my god, she's wild. Also, she'd be doing like star jumps or something, getting herself all ready for it. Also, Lisa Vanderpump as well. Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> How old is Lisa Vanderpump? Young enough. <laughs> Still getting moist. You don't know that. She will with me. She might have some effused vulva cream. <laughs> yeah. 62. She's 62. Oh, that's all right. That's fine. I thought she was older than that. Shut up. Is she 60? I thought she was in her 50s and I'll still take it. Lisa Vanderpump. My you baby. thought Lisa Vanderpump was in her six, 50s. 50s? Like late 50s. I thought she was in her early oh, 70s. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, no. Who would you? Who would be the first person that you would shag out of Real Housewives of Be- Beverly Hills? Drew Barrymore? <laughs> who would I invite into the bedroom out of the cast of Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Beverly Hills? Oh, fuck. That's a hard one. So Erica Jane. I'd probably Erica. I don't know why, but Erica came to my, ha- my head first. She came to my house first. She can come to my I house. Would have, I would have, Brandy, had she not absolutely no. done bits on her face. Now. No, 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 no. Brandy scares me and not even in the kinky way. Like, fucking frightens Erica me. Erica Jane, Lisa, and Carl Richards. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah Kyle. Kyle. Something Kyle about Kyle. Is really sexy. Yeah. Also, I know she's a bit fruity. Kyle gives fruity vibes. Yeah. So does Dorit. Yes. Dorit's giving fruit. Who else is giving fruit? I feel like that whole cast oh, gives a bit of fruit. Of them. Yeah. I, I think Carl is at the top. Then it goes Erica. But she she spoke about sleeping with women recently as well since she got yes. rid of that decrepit old man. Um, but yeah, and then Lisa Rinna. I think Lisa Rinna would judge me. But at the same no, time... No, I don't think she would. I think she... No, think she's she not. Would. Lisa Rinna's not judging you. No, no, no. no. Do you reckon? She's not. She's not. Well, I really don't think she is. I mean, those lips. Talking of cast... The Lisa Rinna rip. Rip? What? Rip, Lisa Rinna lip. That's a tongue twister. Talking of cast members, etc. Um, and talking of L word character matching and talking of Carmen from the L word. She is in a new TV series called Sex Life. Yeah, Carmen from the L word is now in a thing called Sex Life. And that and is amazing. It's, like, it's really good. It's insane. Insane. Yeah, so she's right up there. Anyway, but yeah, so guys, we say this every week it's becoming a reoccurring theme but you keep delivering on your lesbian horror stories mm. i am um, i mean we were we were lying in bed last night we were talking about this podcast and i was like what are we what what horror story are we going to use tomorrow because sometimes it's kind of more like dating advice which we really love like we love to read but it's yeah it's but we've got so something... much like oh my god like no horror. and 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 i and i think in the future there's we've got something up our sleeve for that kind of thing as well yeah so keep Um, them coming anyway yeah so keep them coming because they're great but we think that we can do that slightly differently Mm. going forward so please keep them coming we're storing them all but and the lesbian gods answered and just got a little ping 
Yeah, we got a little ping up in the this inbox. Absolute monstrosity of a horror story. Yeah, I'm monstrosity it, it was. Ladies, I have a dating horror story. Yeah, you do. So last year I went on a holiday <laughs> with my friend to Benidorm and I ended up sleeping with someone as I was single at the time. Anyway, I was on my period, but I was a few pints deep and spiced rums down and thought, oh, fuck it, who cares? So the next day I went to the toilet and I thought I'd taken my tampon out the night before. So I put another one in and cracked on with the rest of my holiday. For the next few weeks, I noticed a funny smell down there. I even went to the doctors and gave a urine sample as I was concerned over the smell. I thought it was maybe that I had BV or something as I'd never had it before. So I'd been chatting to this girl I met on Tinder and we organised a date. The date went really well, drinks were flowing and she invited me back to hers. Of course I said yes as she was hot. So we went back and went upstairs and she started going down on me. At the time I'd forgotten about my issue I had as I was enjoying myself. A few days later, I was having a wee and felt something inside of me coming out. I actually thought I was having a prolapse at this point. (laughs) Nope. It was a tampon that had been stuck up there for several weeks. I nearly vomited. I was traumatised. All I could think was, oh my God, that poor girl was licking my puss with that thing up there. So I had to confess to her because I was so paranoid that she smelt something bad and she thought I had a problem. I asked her if she smelt anything and she said, it wasn't a horrible smell, more of a medical kind of odour. I thought it just may have been your diabetes. That is my favourite line. Anyway, (laughs) we are still together six months later. She's definitely a keeper. So, no, if this gets on your podcast, I think it's for the best that I remain anonymous. I think that's absolutely right. (laughs) I think that's fine. So, do you know what's epic about this horror story? Is it ties in to last week's hot stuff. It's stinky puss horror story. Stinky puss girl. Were you the one on the other end is what I want to know. No, but this, it makes sense that this stinky puss girl was like, well, I was just too drunk having a good time. I completely forgot. Now, babe, no. I'd never forget. I fucking know. You couldn't I wouldn't get even me go drunk on the date. enough. No, true. I actually wouldn't. Like, because I know what I'm like after a few drinks. I know. And if I fancy her, that's it. You wouldn't it, be able to stop over. yourself, yeah. Well, I would stop myself if I had a bad smell. So I wouldn't even bother going. I'd be like, I can't be arsed. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say as well? Also, I'd feel like she could be able to, like, smell it. I walk past her. Well, she could smell it. She said it smelled fucking medical and thought it was a diabetes. Yeah, but that's after going down on her. I mean, like, smelling it just in general. Mm. Like, just sat next to her and you're just, oh. Yeah, yeah. The, the heat rises. I feel like you would be able to. Mm-hmm. You must be able to because that is, like, rotting flesh. That is rotting flesh. And I would only ever be able to compare that to uh, rotting meat. And that <gasps> is a smell of, like, Can I just say that coffin. other girl is a fucking trooper. She is. But also, she's a keeper. Dude, come on. Like, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know what? But ben- also, like, oh, why do you girls keep fucking going down there without, like, why do you stay there? Because I, <laughs> I wouldn't. You know, I know. But maybe they're better lesbians than we are. Maybe. What was hilarious about this as well <laughs> is that then, like, two hours later, another one of you messaged with a similar tampon story. What is going on, How girls? the fuck can How you, you guys. Really- not really. Not also. I've had I, friends. I've had friends that have done the same. But as well. how? Because this is one of my. Um, this is something I think about quite often. I get really freaked out mm. when I'm on my period. I'm like, did I take out the last tampon? And I have to yeah, really make you share away there. No, you Sit don't. In the corner, with lying your legs little cunt. No, you around. fucking don't. You're such a liar. 
Are you really struggling for that much comedic fucking value in this episode that you have to pretend that I sit in the corner of a room like a gremlin I'm fishing for a fucking tampon? I've done some gremlin-like things, but that's not one of them, and I'd fucking own it if I did. It's better than it staying up there for four weeks and no, dying inside of me. But also... But guys, are you not worried about toxic shock syndrome? Because this actually plays on my mind quite a lot. Same. I don't um, even like to use tampons a lot purely because of that. Like, it just freaks me out. Yeah. But I also think, did the girl not realise when... Because the first time that you slept with her, you had the tampon up there. So did the girl that was sleeping with you actually purposefully push that tampon No, up she'd had sex in Benidorm. Yes, I mean Benidorm girl. Yeah, she must have. That's so what that pushed girl shouldn't have done her. that. Because no. she would know if you were feeling a tampon up there. Yeah. She obviously just went, oh, fuck it. At yeah. least pull it out like a party popper. Yeah. Have some fucking decency about you. Yeah. I've had a girl do that to me before. I know, I think you've mentioned it on a previous episode. I? I feel like you reminisce about that a lot. I've what, probably heard popper? that party popper story about 15 times. Do I you miss think... her? Do you want to send her a text? I do. You can slide into the DM if so you much. want. Miss her, want her back. <laughs> Go her for it. Back. I feel like she's pure shit. So I'm glad that you guys are still together. So am I. I, I hope sincerely for her sake that never fucking happens again and you are able to show her some common decency and respect going like forward. I it was your diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Um, yeah. That's brilliant. It's just so as well sorry. how we receive these sometimes when we're just laid in bed, just like relaxing and then beep. Got a tampon horror story for you. I pissed in her mouth. I vomited on her vagina. I, I got it. a tampon so, stuck up inside of me. I love all this shit, honestly. Same. Going. But, but yeah, I think like the the bit of only advice, I, I can't even give advice on this. It's just like, can you check? Yeah. And if you're going to get that drunk... Like, it was Benidorm, in all fairness. It was. I've she never been to Benidorm. She didn't stand a fucking chance. I've been to a lot of those types of places, but Benidorm's not one of them. No, I, I I've done Zante. I've done... Zante Strip. Gumbet in Turkey. Ooh. That was not good. I've done a lot of those holidays. I've been in some... Ap- You've done Oh, it. to be fair, on one of those holidays, I got so pissed Mm -hmm. like so drunk i actually think i was spiked because the next day i was sick and it was black it was not normal Ooh. um but i was i hadn't been dating my first girlfriend for long and she was already going on this holiday of all of her friends and i think tickets were literally flights for like 40 quid Mm -hmm. so she was like just come so i was like fuck it yeah like Mm -hmm. was at college at the time i was like yeah great and i got so pissed that i woke up in the morning and I just completely pissed the bed like just and when entirely. I say do you know what? this covered. is so you and this is so you this is such a scarlet thing I feel like at some point you'd be so drunk that you're like I can't be bothered to go to the toilet no it wasn't that I as in it was I was black do you remember when you were walking never back to your before. house in London and you just pissed yourself on route home uh, yeah, but that was like because I was so desperate and I just knew I wasn't going to come across anyone. And I thought, actually, I'm dr- I'm walking down some really dodgy lanes. So this it's is actually like, a deterrent. Yeah, it is a deterrent. It's so like I just thought, fuck it. Technique. I don't even care. I'm just, just yeah, I just let go. Um, I wouldn't do that now. I was 22 at the time. We all make mistakes. But yeah, I pissed the bed to the point where it had definitely gone over to her side. Oh, no. And I'd got up. And I was in a state of panic. I was like, what do I do? Because I can't change the bed sheet. It's like, fuck, 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 mm-hmm. fuck, fuck. And then she just woke up and looked at me and I just went, I pissed the bed <laughs> and just walked out the room. Um, that's my slight social that's brilliant. ineptness. I actually, a friend of mine, she hooked up with this guy and he shat in her bed and he didn't say anything. That is fucking <laughs> repulsive. <laughs> no. Legit, Emily. Yeah, legit. What did she do? 
she scooped it up. threw away the bed sheets and texted him being like, you shat in my fucking bed, buy me some new bed, bed sheets. That is, I don't think it's I'd hilarious. ever bounce back from that. No, Human neither. beings, we're just not okay, we're are not we? Okay. I, think if, if, I think if aliens, they're probably watching us right now and they're like, do you know what, don't bother. I look in the mirror most days and think I'm a virus to myself. So I You're could see why extra trust. I am a parasite. I'm literally turning into a parasite. fucking parasite. I love yeah. being a parasite because it's pesky. It's pes- pesky parasite. I am a pesky parasite. Yeah, you get all up in there, don't you, babe? I do. Um, but <laughs> Thank you. We uh, hope you enjoyed this yeah. episode. Like, we know that we've not come at it with much intellect other than <laughs> slight personal experience but and it's some opinions. bullshit. It's but opinions it is and opinions. And you can get research on Google. Just fucking go for it. If you want to have a good time, go, have a good time. Yeah. I'm sure we'll update on this in the future because, again, I want to touch on this really quickly. Relationships evolve. Mm-hmm. Things evolve. People change. People do change. People are allowed yep. to change in your relationship. Your relationship's allowed to evolve. Your relationship's allowed to be different mm-hmm. last year than what it will be the next year and so on. Completely you're allowed agree. to make decisions on things and go back on them. So if you're with the right person and you can communicate, communicate, do it, try it. If you don't like it, fuck it off. If you do and like it, close keep it back doing up it. Again. Don't deep it. Carry do. on. Get yeah. pissed. Drink tequila. Go out. Find straight girls that are fruity. Have a good time. Absolutely. Amen to that, baby. Amen to that. She did just high five me to that. Um, So we do hope you enjoyed this episode of The Supper Club. I've really enjoyed speaking about this. And as I say, I think there's more to talk about on it. Oh, this is a shout out actually as well. We desperately want to get a queer, hopefully mainly lesbian. We want, it would be great if they were lesbian, but queers queers also great. Yeah, queer, yeah. sex therapist or or just relationship therapist on the mm-hmm. podcast because there's a lot of this stuff that we just aren't fucking equipped to talk about in the level of detail that I think is always required mm-hmm. so if you guys know anyone if you're going to a good sex therapist relationship therapist drop if them you in know the DMs one, if you are we're one, on the hunt email us we are on the hunt I will get back to you ASAP because I really want to talk about yeah it. so really we really want to get one on the podcast we think it'll be fucking great yeah. so we hope you enjoyed today I did I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I did enjoy it. Thank you so much to Levi's for hosting us today. We're going to be back here soon. We are loving coming to the studio. Yeah, thank you, I've Levi's. got my own personal wardrobe that I go and roll around and pretend is mine <laughs> and then walk out with nothing empty-handed. <laughs> She's lying. She's I actually lying. wearing a, I'm an wearing a pair. really fucking cool pair of I'm Levi's wearing, jeans, actually. I'm actually wearing these jeans that are from the Levi's Fresh collection, um, which is why they've got like a little lemon tag on the back because they are dyed by using fruits. So that's it's, very cool. It's really cool. We love a green queen. We do love a green queen, and they're so comfortable. They're quite like lighter, which is really nice. Now it's getting warmer. Yeah, and I'm wearing like a cat, like a kind of like canvas linen-y, mm. genie type stripe skater jean. I love them, which I'm really loving, and they're so comfortable and they yeah. feel really nice. They're like thick enough that they don't feel cheap, but they're mm. not heavy yes, and hot do you know exact- what i mean undiagnosed i've got severe sensory issues mm-hmm. so i'm really funny with how clothes feel and how they mm-hmm. fit so the fact that i'm loving these is a very very positive yeah. sign same here and i they, they don't cut into my stomach i hate jeans that do that yeah when you know no matter what size you get them in they just they just like the mm, yeah like the belt stiff. thing is so stiff yeah the button exactly. but thank you again levi's we love you so much thank you yes and we will see you guys next week for episode eight, eight. <laughs> <laughs> love you bye love you guys bye